Today on the Profitable Trading Podcast. You're tired, you're over it, you've been looking and looking, you're not finding who you want to find and you just really need somebody in that seat. So you, you take the best of a bad bunch and you tell yourself a story about how they're actually better than they are. Well, that makes a massive impact on the good people when you've got rubbish ones. I mean, it might sound too good to be true. People say, you know, these people, where are they? They're not out there. I'm like, trust me, they're out there. There are awesome people out there. They're looking yeah. for the mothership. Yeah, they're trying and, to find their tribe, right? It's a little awkward, this one. I don't want you to blush when I tell it, but um, it's actually about you. Oh, no. Having great people in your business makes a huge difference to how much you enjoy your business and how much money you make. But most business owners aren't experts at hiring and they just tend to wing it, which results in disappointment and frustration. Tune into this week's podcast where we describe five huge hiring mistakes that you are most likely making at the moment. You're listening to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where every week we help you make more money, get your time back, and make life and business a whole lot more fun. Join us as we transform your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business into a successful operation. Don't miss a beat. Hit the follow button. Let's get started. All right, everyone. It's Tony Fraser-Jones here, the host of the Profitable Tradie Podcast. Welcome, and uh, welcome to you, Philip Smith. Yeah, thank you. Is that your real name? That is my real name, actually. Full name, Philip Smith. Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. Yeah. Agent Smith, if you Agent will. Smith. Only uh, without all the, the cool yeah. that I can yeah. do. Yeah. I actually preferred Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Yeah, I didn't mind that either, actually. He was way cooler than Agent Smith. He but was. then again, Agent Smith, like the actor himself, has been some badass characters. Like, he's been Elrond. Lord of the Rings, how cool was that? That is cool. Yeah, and he was Flick and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Who didn't love that? Was it Tick? Well, Tick. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, what are we talking about today, buddy? Mate, we are talking about hiring and hiring good people, which is something that actually we don't really get taught how to do, right? I mean, like, you go through your apprenticeship, you learn how to be a great tradesman, uh, you know, you as a tradesman, you learn so much, and you get better and better and better at your craft until one day you're a business owner, and there's this whole world of business that you have to learn about, but uh, you know, recruiting and, and getting the right people on board is part of that, and unfortunately, no one really teaches you how to do it. Not like you learn it at school either, right? So, you know, we often, uh, you know, do it pretty infrequently, um, and we forget the mistakes that we made, and we keep repeating those mistakes, right? We do, and and the thing about uh, hiring and having a team is that uh, there's an old saying: you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. And what that basically means is, if they're no good when you hire them it's pretty difficult for them to be good when they're working in your business. And yeah, so 100%. the quality of the people that you hire uh, is is massive. And uh, I, I think, you know, a good person is worth at least two average performers. Uh, yeah. it, it just makes so much difference. And when, I'm sure if you're listening, and I know in, in our experience in business, when you hire a top-class person, you just know. And if you've never hired one before and then you hire one, you really notice. Yeah. Yeah, and you might not even uh, know straight away, but you might have an inkling, and then it gets proved and proved, and you uh, you just see the results, and they and they tend to compound as well, which they is do. pretty bloody awesome. And, and the thing is that most uh, of your problems actually disappear when you have good people in your business. Mm. Uh, they do make a massive difference. People who can think for themselves, uh, you know, can take initiative, take responsibility, like to learn, uh, and are just you know good human beings as well. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, great leaders really take the time to hire the best and actively you know, build a culture that they can win in. You know, it does take time and effort and energy, and it's something you need to do right and, and put some thought into. Uh, and you've got to also actively get rid of those losers. If you do make a boo-boo and you hire the wrong person, uh, it's important you get them back out again. So I think there's uh, a lot of care and time and effort that needs to go into this uh, in order to get it right. 
Yeah, and it reminds me of a saying that a uh, very intelligent man said, nothing ruins a good employee faster than watching you tolerate a bad one. Yeah, I've never Who said, said that? that. never said that before myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that uh, went crazy on TikTok anyway. You've obviously heard us say that a few times. So, uh, it's true. So it's, I mean, it's true, right? It definitely rings true. So, sure, you got a story to uh to I do have off. a story today. It's a little awkward, this one, and uh, I don't want you to blush when I tell it, but um, it's actually about you. Oh, no. Um, Oh, here we go Uh, True story Phil is actually a person And he's sitting here I'm Uh, here No no AI bot Hi everybody Uh, Although sometimes that would be good But anyhow (laughs) uh, So Phil joined our team Maybe five or six years ago Yeah, about I don't know have to, have it's to a while. Have to add yeah, it, yeah. Now. it feels like a lifetime. <laughs> it feels like forever. Yeah, sing a song about that anyway. Forever. Um, Phil is the first person that I hired. The team was pretty small then maybe five or six people. Uh, it's like 25, 30 now, much bigger. But Phil was the first person that uh, I hired who I paid a six-figure salary to, so a, 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 you know, a decent salary. Back when six figures was a thing. Yeah, that was, that was a big deal. 17 then. figures nowadays, but anyway. <laughs> uh, and uh, here's the thing, like uh, there was a real you know, thorough process we went through and, uh, you know, Phil found out about us and, and we found out about him. And uh, in the end it was like, yeah, let's do this. Uh, I can even remember negotiating the salary and I was like, oh, he asked for more. I was like, that's a good sign uh, <laughs> because the person values himself. But uh, what I noticed is when, uh, when you hire someone who is really talented and has uh, a lot of ability, the difference that it makes is unbelievable. And that's what I noticed. Like, uh, Phil could immediately come in. He's got big shoulders. He's played professional sport, professional football, uh, rugby football, and uh, he could lift a heavy load straight away. And it just, you could just do things that um, I just didn't even, you know, realize other people could do. I thought I was the only one who could do them. And so when you hire a good person, and I'm sure in your business, you know, if you're listening, when you've done that, you just notice that they, it's just different. And it makes yeah. a massive difference. And you know, Phil started off as a as a salesperson in our business, and now uh, is basically the boss of the business. Yeah. Uh, it tells me what to do, which is uh, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so it's important that you get this this hiring right. Yeah. Um. I'm significantly red now. Uh, after that, but uh, I Phil do, loves do a good uh, a good public <laughs> God, accolade. Hates the public shout out. Um. No. Nah, obviously, it does make a huge difference, though, right? And I mean, you know, funny enough, like we've done this, you know, multiple times, times now. now. Uh, where we've hired great people and just the difference between having the right person in the role, someone that's capable, comes with batteries included and is just a winner, like a great culture fit. I mean, every time we've done it, it's driven the business forward massively. And so I think uh, it's, it's kind of the win that keeps on winning, right? It is, it is. Awesome. Because what happens is, and this happens when the, the, you know, the hundreds and thousands of businesses with, that we've coached, you get one good person and then you're more likely to hire more good people because like attracts like and there's a whole flow on effect which is uh which is pretty cool yeah totally so uh look obviously some mistakes that we can make when we're hiring if we make them we run into some problems right? we do i think the first thing is you get really frustrated with the quality of the team that you actually get and that leads to constant rework mistakes callbacks uh, a lot of frustration uh, for you as, a, as an employer uh, it means you can't get away from your business and you can't enjoy some freedom uh, from your business, whether that's to do other things, to take a vacation or a holiday, or even to get away for an afternoon to watch your kids play some sport. Uh, mm. It's really difficult. And this is the kicker. The good people, if you do have them in your business, they actually get frustrated and leave with the bad people if you if you bring bad people in. that's And we've just alluded to that before. That makes a massive impact on the good people when you've got rubbish ones. Yeah, totally. It's, it's really, really tough. 
when it you're is. trying your hardest, you're working your butt off uh, to do the right things the right way and, you know, do your part for the business and you see somebody else who's just not, um, you know, it's pretty disheartening. So. And, and, and even more so if they see you as a leader tolerating it. Yeah, uh, even and, worse, and that's a whole other story which we've which yeah. we've gone well, down we've before. Dug but into before, yeah. But on the other hand, you know, the other side of the coin is uh, if we avoid these mistakes and we understand them and we can get around them, uh, pretty big upside, right? Well, you'll actually realise that there are great people out there, and you'll be rather than frustrated with the quality of your team, you'll be like amazed. Yeah, you'll be astounded uh, at, at what they can actually achieve. Yeah, and you'll notice that they start doing things better than you could, 100%. Uh, which is. It's such a blessing when you're a business owner. So that's massive. You're not going to have the rework, the mistakes, the callbacks, and and the uh, you know all those foul ups that actually cost you a lot of money. They, I mean, everyone makes a mistake, even the best person. But it'll be few and far between. It won't be a constant thing. Mm. Uh, and and mistakes and rework uh, cost a heck of a lot of money. Yeah, uh, you'll be able to get away and and have some freedom from your business, so you can rely on the people you've got to do the job to get the projects done, to get the invoices out, to make sales, to get the marketing done as your business grows. And it gives you an unbelievable sense of freedom. Uh, it's, a, it's amazing. Mm. And you'll attract more and more good people because the culture's strong, word gets around, uh, trust me on this one. Uh, you know you've got this hiring thing right when you get your team members you know, basically generating referrals to come and work with you. Yeah, uh, that's, that's massive. And look, you'll enjoy your business and it will grow in a way that you just didn't believe was possible. Yeah. Because the, the thing about team is, uh, as you get to a, a, a bigger business, maybe you've got a smaller business at the moment, but as, as it grows and it's got 10, 15, 20 employees, mm. it's the team's job to grow the business and do the work, and it's your job to actually grow the team. Mm. Uh, and you'll be able to do that with the right people. Yeah, 100%. And it, um, it's funny, uh, I think about that concept, like bear with my science crap here, but uh, <clears throat> it sort of it reminds me of the concept of a singularity, you know, like in a, in a, bla in a black hole, there's a singularity and that's like an event that we, we can't actually understand past that point because we, we can't perceive it, we can't see it. Um, and it's kind of like hiring an awesome person. Is like you think you know what's possible in your business until you get this person, but you actually can't even understand how good it will be until you get that person and you get that capacity and that capability and, and energy that they bring. Uh, and then you get them, and you're like, "How the hell did I do this before?" <laughs> which is, uh, yeah. which is cool. And um, I mean, it might sound too good to be true. People say, "You know, these people, where are they? They're not out there." I'm like, "Trust me, they're out there. There are awesome people out there that uh, can add so much to your business." And those so awesome people are actually looking for the right business to work for. Like they're looking yeah. for the mothership. Yeah, they're trying and, to find their tribe, right? They are. Well, actually, most businesses in you know the plumbing and electrical and similar construction type businesses. Unfortunately, a lot of them aren't great employers because they they really make these mistakes yep. that we're going to talk about, and they don't get the best people, and they don't build a great culture, and and it's just not that much fun for people. A hundred percent. So, I mean, if we get this right, huge upsides on yep. the on the horizon for us. So, uh, let's get into these mistakes. Yeah. Well, this is the first one. Uh, is mistake number one is hiring the best of a bad bunch. So it's uh, you know you get a you get a bunch of people apply and you just decide to hire one of them. Yeah. Uh, and what's important here is uh, the best of the bad bunch doesn't mean they're good enough. Yeah, 100%. Uh, instead, what you want to do is you want to have a clear standard that the person meets before hiring them. And yep. it's like uh, Olympic qualifying standard. You know, uh, the Olympics isn't just something you get to go to because you won the qualifying. Mm. 
You, yep. you get to go to the Olympics because you hit the qualifying standard. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you could have the entire race and nobody, nobody. goes to the Olympics. That's Doesn't right. Doesn't matter who won. That's they still right. have to hit the qualifying standard. Super important. So they have to be good enough, not the best of a bad bunch. And I just want to say, this is something that everybody's done, right? We've done it. Uh, yep. And I think the thing is, every time you do it, you think, this will be, you know, it'll be all good. It'll be all good. They're pretty good. They're good enough. Um, but you're kind of telling yourself stories there just to just to get through a pain point. It's usually that you're stressed out, you're tired, you're over it, you've been looking and looking, you're not finding who you want to find, and you just really need somebody in that seat. So you, you take the best of a bad bunch and you tell yourself a story about how they're actually better than they are um, and how they're going to do well, but they won't. Um, and unfortunately, they don't actually hit your, your qualifying standard. Um, but you try to squeeze that square peg in the round hole basically out of frustration and exhaustion. And everybody's done it, and look, every single time we've done it, we've paid the price and relearned the lesson we already know. So I think uh, I think this is this is crucial and definitely number one. Yeah, and, and to be honest, when you first start hiring, you may not really even know what the, the qualifying standard is. Mm. Um, but if you find yourself saying, oh, well, you know, they're the best out there, that's a good sign that you probably need to just pause a minute Mm. and actually think about, well, they may be the best out there, but are they actually good enough? And here's the thing, you know, a lot of people who apply for jobs are serial uh, job appliers, mm. uh, and that, they're the people who can only last four to six months in a job. They become experts at applying for jobs because they do it so often. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, often that's the pool that you're choosing from if you're not careful, so you want yeah. to steer clear of those. Yeah. Kind of leads on to mistake number two there, doesn't it? Well, it does. Yeah. And that is uh, believing what the person applying actually tells you. Or, as you alluded to, another way of saying this is you actually see what you want to see. Yeah. Which is a huge mistake. Yeah. And so people will tell you, they'll feed you a line. Mm. Now, our job, and this is critical, our job when we are hiring uh, is to test their answers, to dig into their background, look at their previous jobs, and build a good picture of the person for ourselves. Yeah, 100%. And I think, like, I just want to kick in here that <clears throat> this is for your benefit. This is for their benefit too. Because I think a lot of people will, you know, will say, hey, I can do this or I can do that. I mean, look, honestly, Tony, when uh, I first started working with you, I said I was proficient in Excel. Uh, <laughs> that's a <laughs> lie, all right? <laughs> it's a bald-faced lie. I, I'm absolutely not proficient in Excel. Anyone that knows me knows I'm... Actually, pretty useless on a computer. You, you've stop. actually managed to turn your computer on these days. Turning no, I don't. Joe turns it on for me. Yeah, it's concerning <laughs> considering my I am considerably older than you, and I oh, can. Yeah, I'm a I'm a, a technical moron. But uh, I think I think the point is is like uh, people will say stuff because they they really want the job. And look, I honestly can't really blame them if they really want the job because it's that awesome to work for you, and they can see that. Um, you know, they might bend the truth a little bit, but the hard part is if you don't test these skills, uh, and you and you know you don't prove it then A, you might hire somebody who's not what they said they are, and that's not good for you, but it's not good for them either because you've just set them up to fail. Uh, and they're going to get into that role and there'll be disappointment and unmet expectations on both sides. And actually, that's not a good situation for anyone. So testing these skills is actually not as much about catching them out, like having lied. It's about making sure that both of you will enjoy this relationship. It's pretty crucial, right? So, and, and here's a classic example. Let's say you're hiring someone to be an operations manager in your business. So this person is going to run uh, your tradespeople. Uh, they're going to um, you know, make sure all the materials are there, organize the schedule for work, uh, make sure everything out you know, make sure everything out in the field is, is tickety-boo. Mm. 
Mm. Uh, they'll be responsible for bringing the jobs in uh, at your gross margins that you're looking to hit, and you know they'll be the the manager of those those people in the field, do their yeah. reviews and all that sort of stuff. And so if that's the person you're looking for, uh, the classic mistake is to say, so Phil, look, we're looking for someone who can lead our team and provide direction and guidance for the tradespeople. Is that something you can do? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I've, I've done it heaps. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what will happen. <laughs> yeah, of So course. you've asked them a, a very leading question with what you're looking to find, and you think they're going to say no? Like, yeah, I mean, if, if all they have to say is, yes, I can do that, yeah. you might have asked the wrong question. That, that's exactly right. So it's better to ask open-ended questions like, hey, tell us about your experience supervising other tradespeople. And then you can have some follow-up questions. Well, how many did you supervise? How often? What projects uh, have you been involved with? Uh, how do you deal with, uh, you know, the situation where you've got too many projects and not enough people? Yeah. Uh, how do you deal with a situation where you've got two tradespeople on site that don't get on? And if you find something like that, this is a great example. How do you deal with the tra- you know, situation where two tradespeople aren't getting on? Uh, best thing with that is that you know it's not just something they can describe; it's something they can prove right here and now. So I could then say, "Hey, Tony, tell me about it. You know how you'd handle a situation where two tradespeople aren't getting on on site. You tell me about it. I'm like, "Hey, cool. Like, I'd really love to see a real life example. Can we role play this? Uh, let's say I am a tradesman that works under you, and I've been having trouble with another person. How would you address this with me? Let's role play it. Have the conversation with me about my behaviour. And they'll be like, "What now? Role play? And you're like, "Yeah, hundred percent. Now let's do it." Really excited to see your style. Um, and test it. Test it right then and there. I mean, if they've really done this before and they've done it regularly, they'll be like, um, okay, it might be a little awkward, but like honestly, they should know how to do it. Uh, whereas if they're completely stumped and stuck, you know that they're just telling you stories, right? Exactly. So you, it's your job. You're like uh, an interrogator. Yeah. Uh, or a detective, if you like. And you've got to put the, the puzzle together from all the pieces that you can collect. Mm. Not just what they tell you, because they'll tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, exactly. Good one for you would have been, hey, Phil, you say you're proficient in Excel. Can you uh, can you import the CSV file, merge these results? Well, I would have been like, <laughs> Yeah, lucky yeah, you don't have to do Excel, I would have been buddy. stuck. I would have been stuck big time. So, uh, Point is, it's, that actually would have been something that's quite easy to test. Um, probably wasn't the most important thing on the ad, so that's right. hence why we didn't test it. But yeah, uh, yeah I, would have been, I would have been caught out there. So let's get on to mistake number yeah, three. So mistake number three is uh, is not checking past job performance or references and not doing it thoroughly. Oh yeah. So this is important. So you know if you want to know how someone has performed or, or or will behave, then the way they have behaved in the same or similar settings is a pretty good indicator for you. Definitely. Uh, and so you often won't find all of that in the actual face to face interview. Mm. You actually need to go and do some research. Uh, and that involves looking at past job performance and looking at references. Yeah. And I think references are, you know, they're pretty important uh, in, this, in this process. So, and we did an episode on yeah, reference we've, checking. Yeah, we've done an episode on reference checking, which is uh, which you should check out because it's important. But a really quick summary is not all references are created equal. <laughs> no, that's for sure. So, you know, if you have a reference from someone who is their mate, who they wor- worked on jobs with, mm. that doesn't mean as much as a reference for their direct supervisor who they worked with for four years yeah and a character reference from your mum is is nice it's cute but probably not as not as relevant right that's exactly right and then you want to test in the reference you know the the mistake is not doing the reference then two number two mistake here is doing it poorly so it's just saying oh well how did you find them 
Well, they, they were good. Yeah, pretty good. So you need to yeah. be more specific. You need to ask questions about what type of work were they doing mm. because that work may be different to the type of work you're getting them to do. Yeah. So, for example, with the operations manager or four-person or whatever you call them, project manager, you may ask the person, the reference, or how did, you, how did they go in their work? And they're great, yada, yada, yada. That may have been as a tradesperson. Yeah. Well, does that have much weight for how they'll operate as an operations person? Well, yeah. is possibly, it, it but, it's, but it's not really that, that relevant because yeah. it's not relevant to the position that you're hiring. Mm. Uh, and so you want to do several things. Interview the reference, the person giving the reference to make sure it's credible. Mm. Interview the type of work they've done. And then number three, ask the, the question, the key question, mm. which is you know, on a scale of one to ten, where one is never and ten is you know, tomorrow, how likely are you to re-employ this person? Mm, that's uh, right. Don't ask, oh, would you re-employ them? Ask on a scale of one to ten. Yeah. Because if they're a nine or a ten, they they're good. If they're an eight or seven, they're kind of neutral. Don't go there in any less than six. Mm. They're like a that's, psychopath. That's like do not hire that person. A lot of psychology around that, and uh, definitely important to check out the reference checking episode for all the details. Um, but for now, before you listen to that episode, just take our word for it. Six or less is a definite no. A seven is probably still a no. An eight, I'd be like, hey, that's interesting. That means there's a 20% chance you wouldn't rehire them. Uh, anything to that. Nine or a 10, slam dunk. Definitely hire be this person. Be careful hiring eights. Very careful. Like That's what I mean is I would dig into that more, but I would be looking through some some pretty strong lenses. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think the big thing here is just like, again, don't tell yourself stories. I've definitely had reference checks where – you know, someone gives a seven, <clears throat> I say, hey, okay, that's pretty interesting. Means there's a 30% chance you wouldn't rehire the person. And they go, oh, well, look, I don't give tens. And then I start telling myself this story about how it's like, oh, well, maybe the person doesn't give tens and maybe they're just a, a hard marker and maybe they don't understand the scale and all that. And you start making all these excuses for the person. But in reality, um, someone that's not willing to give a high score is, uh, is trying to be kind. They're trying to say, look, I'm not going to, basically talk smack about this person. I know that they know that I'm the reference. Uh, so I'm going to give them what I say is a good enough score, but without fully putting my stamp on it. That's really what they're doing. And so don't tell yourself the stories, just stick to the scoring. And this is that's a really good point there. The psychology here is deep. Uh, mm. If you ask someone, an employer, past employer, would you rehire them? They know they're doing a reference. So people don't like to be mean. Yeah. Uh, unless the person's an absolute clown. Exactly. In which case most people are fine. But mm. they might say eight or seven or eight, that mm. gives them an option of giving you the... Yeah. the I the, didn't say something bad. Yeah, and I didn't say, no, I wouldn't rehire them. So you give them a scale, which means it kind of gives them the opportunity to give you the real feedback, Yeah, that's which right. is very powerful. And it's, it's what they're trying to tell you without having to tell you or yeah. be, ha- be held to the fact yeah, that they said right. bad stuff. It gives <laughs> them the back door to give you the real answer without it being awkward or weird. That's right. So just stick to the scale, guys. I think that's the important lesson here is use it. And you know if you have a test or, or a qualifier... Um, and the person fails on that test or qualifier, then just stick to that. They failed. Don't uh, don't try to squeeze that square peg in a round hole. That's right. So, what about mistake number four? So, mistake number four is uh, not knowing your numbers around hiring. Mm. This is huge. So, people are often stingy uh, when they put ads out there or put uh, compensation packages together because they think they can't pay that. They think nobody's worth that. They think the market isn't that. Incidentally, often the market for the tradesperson or the operations manager, the estimator, whoever it is you're hiring, has moved on from where you thought it was. It's The pay for it is actually more now oh, yeah. than you thought it was, particularly over the last two or three years with inflation and all that sort of stuff going on. Yeah. The rates for pay have gone up, so this is important. But not knowing how much a tradesperson, for example, is worth to your business, Yeah, this is critical. 
Now, the numbers are pretty simple. Mm. You work out how much revenue they can generate, and a good guess is between two hundred and fifty and 300000 in per revenue year. per year. Yep. Okay. Uh, some are going to be more. Yep. Some might be a bit less, but that's a good starting point. If you yep. want to use that, you you know, use that if you're listening. Yeah, for most trades, it'll, it'll sit around there. Sim- similar there. So, yep. you know, and then if, you're, if your gross profit margin is 40%, that means this person is going to make you between 100000 and $120,000 in gross profit. Per year. W- per year, which is mm. profit you are not going to make if you do not have this person in your business. They increase the size of the factory that you have. More revenue and profit, you need a bigger factory. That's right, or you more need, earning you, capacity. More earning capacity. You can get more by being more efficient with the people you've got, and that'll. but that does run out to a point. Yeah, that's right. So if you're going to make an extra hundred dollars to $120,000 in revenue, what's another $5,000 to actually secure this person? Yeah. It's a great investment. That's right. But people are thinking about, I can't pay you know, $39 an hour. There's no way I can afford that. That's because they don't know the numbers. Mm. So that's critical. Understand how much they're worth to you. Then you can make good decisions about what you can pay, what the benefits are to actually get them in the door. Totally. It's huge. Know your numbers. So number five. Not having a process around hiring. Mm. So this is the old uh, wing it strategy. <laughs> yeah, that one, uh, that one doesn't usually work out too well. No, and it, no. it's, uh, it's kind of like this. You put some ad up. And the way you put your ad up is you go into all the online directories and copy what everyone else has done. Yeah. That's the first thing. And then someone applies and you're like, wow, that's amazing. And so you organize an interview and uh, the interview's in 45 minutes and you're online Googling interview questions. What should I ask when I'm hiring someone? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, That is probably not going to end well. No. Uh, So we need a really clear process. I mean, it's it's even like sitting on a beer crate at the back of the, the workshop to interview them. <laughs> Guys, I just want to be really clear. If you haven't picked it up yet, the uh, little tone of sarcasm, these are all the things not to do, all right? <laughs> like, if anyone's sitting there going... And all things we've is, seen. Yeah, all things we've seen, all right? So I think, like... And, hey, not just things we've seen, but things we've seen relatively often. I think this stuff is is really actually very common. It's, it's, it's very normal. Um, and so, actually, like, having a proper process and sticking to a more professional system... Um, it's not only going to work better, it's going to actually put you head and shoulders above everybody else uh, competing for these great workers. So you're really going to stand out. Um, you'll get good people, but you'll look great as well, and they'll want to work for you. Well, that's the that's the key thing. It's understanding that, and this is where a lot of people fall down. It's not, not just about figuring out if this person is a good fit for your business. That You have to also do a sales job on them. Yeah. So you have to provide, like good people are going to have options and they want to work in the best place. So we have to ensure that the offer that you're putting out, the package, the image, the vibe mm. is top draw. Yeah. Because that will hire, that will attract and hire the good people. That's right. And they deserve to work in the best place. So we need That's to put right. our best foot forward. So a process, we have an 11-step hiring process. Mm. Uh, and this is, uh, you know, the, the backbone of doing this in a thorough and professional way. Mm. And so the process is, you know, you've got to write a good job ad. You've got to have a job description. Yep. You've got to have a, a really strong benefit-driven job ad, yep. which really puts the the offer out there in lights. Mm. Uh, you get people to apply online, which is a good way, and you can ask a couple of qualifying questions in there just to make sure that they can follow instructions. It's always handy. It is. And then you do the telephone interview, right? 
Yeah, 100%. And that phone interview is super important. It's, um, yes, it's only a short short phone call. We ask a few key questions and basically just figure out whether or not we should take this any further for our benefit and for theirs. Um, because, you know, it takes time to go through interview processes. Um, it can be costly and it can be, uh, you know, a real investment in, in time, energy and money. So we just want to make sure it's actually going to be, you know, worthwhile moving this further down the field. So a few key questions in that phone interview and we can uh, yeah. keep the ball rolling. Then we have the face-to-face interview. Yep. Uh, and, you know, we have a, a set script for that with questions that our members ask mm. uh, and also give them examples of the answers they're looking for because, you know, you want to know what you're looking for when you ask a question. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. important. So face-to-face interview, uh, there's the reference checking. Yep. Uh, there's some psychometric tests, which yep. are really helpful uh, to just figure out a little bit about their personality, see yep. if they're a good fit. Uh, if you can, you do on-site or out in the field uh, interviews. So Job testing. Job testing. Yep. Now, this is not always possible, but if it is, it's well worth the investment because you get them with the team for a few hours, half a day, mm. get them to do some stuff. You know, a lot of this work is it's hands-on. It's kinesthetic, tactical stuff. And so they might talk a good game, but really what counts is can they play a good game? And you see that by actually watching them work. Yeah. And you see them with the team for a little while, and you'll get some amazing insights totally. uh, from your team. They'll give you some feedback, and they'll really quickly tell you if this, this person is, is a lemon. Yeah, and for those roles which are you know not so hands-on and more office-based, Again, so you can do the same thing uh, at their site, if you will, which is in the office. Just bring them into the office, get them to do a couple of things, uh, which would be in their normal job description. Yeah, it's actually easier for people who are in the office and yeah. doing this for people out in the field. If, if, you're, if you're hiring an estimator, give them a job to price. Yeah, that's right. And again, like we said, if you're hiring an ops manager, maybe role play some conversations that have with staff. Lots of things you can do, but you want to just see them in action, doing the stuff they would be doing daily. Uh, because when you can see it for real, you know that it's not just talk. That's right. Is, and then huge. the final thing is uh, actually having the offer ready. Uh, this is a big mistake that people make is uh, they see someone who's good and then they're like, oh, well, they muck around about making the decision and then they spend four days getting a, an offer ready, a contract, and in that time a good person's gone somewhere else. And we've seen it happen a lot. Oh, they ring the yeah. person up, hey, I'd like to offer you the job. Oh, sorry, man, look, I've got another job. In the meantime, they took something else. And that's because you were not Johnny on the spot. You mucked around. So you've got to have all that stuff ready to go. Yeah. Uh, makes a huge difference. Massive. Massive. So, so that's that's having a clear process makes all the difference. Yeah, totally. Well, I think that's definitely the top five mistakes. So yep. should we land this plane? Let's do it. Getting good people is crucial uh, to your business success and avoiding the five big hiring mistakes We'll see your business grow off the back of hiring exceptional tradespeople and people for your office roles. So take the time, learn how to get good at it. It'll pay back massively. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you all again next time. See you later. Next week on the Profitable Tradie Podcast. It's easy to get discouraged, frustrated, overwhelmed, or even angry when things don't work the way you want and the way you think they should in your business. Tune into this week's podcast where we discuss how changing the way you respond to the tough times has a massive effect on the long-term success of your business and the quality of your life. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, don't forget to check out our show notes for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Trady, and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group and we'll see you in the next episode of the Profitable Trady Podcast.